0: to Youth Radio on KUNM. I'm Avika lucky And I'm Jaren Kai.
1: Tonight, we have a great show for you. First, we have an interview with Campaign 2020 about the Turquoise Ribbon Project, who are working for social change in New Mexico.
0: Then we have an interview with Dismal Intensity, a multi-genre band from Santa Fe.
1: And later on in the show, we have an investigation on the lines of real and fake bisexual girls from Out Loud Radio.
0: But first, Jen's going
1: to play some music. Hey, hey, hey. What's up, guys and dolls? I am your music host for tonight, the T to the K, Tarakun. Looks like I'll be playing nothing but Lindsay Lohan and Hilary Duff because I neglected to bring my music. Ew. Okay, never mind. Let's get started with the real music. Clear Static is a new band stuck in the 80s new wave sound. But don't get me wrong, they do it well. The first single off their debut title album is a rocking dance track called "Makeup Sex," but this first song is a heart filled head bobber called "Anything at All." Sing a song, but make it as sweet as you sung. So you know that you can to play back in a funny way, and every day you they two know.
2: Away from you and you for on you become
3: someone you never knew. We lost time. Ah oh, 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 yeah. Kicking out, baby. Two ties in. Oh, oh, oh. Uh-uh. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Kicking out, ya
4: yeah.
1: That was Tragicomic by Japanese disc jockey DJ Crush with Eiko and Twiggy, off the Japan for Sale compilation, but before that was Clear Static with anything at all. Now I'm going to pass it back to my co-hosts, Avikra Lucky.
0: Campaign 2020 is based out of Santa Fe and promotes the idea that self-hate is a key factor in violence. It also raises consciousness for action and activism for young new Mexicans willing to change conditions relating to issues of peace and social justice. Hey
2: everybody, it's Fat Phil and I'm sitting here with Mr. Mr. Erwin Rivera of Santa Fe of Campaign 2020. And so Mr. Rivera, would you could you tell us how Campaign 20 first got started and the purpose of it?
5: Uh, campaign 2020 is actually an inspiration of my youngest daughter, who is the campaign manager. Uh, she turned 15 just this past December, and as we were uh, getting ready for her birthday, we were kind of reflecting on the last 15 years uh, since she was born 1990 and just realized that her generation has been impacted by so many things, unfortunately most of them negative, uh, things like the two Gulf Wars, the nine eleven tragedy, Columbine. Here in Santa Fe, we uh, came to be in the mid-90s number one in the nation for teenage suicide. And a lot of negative things that were just really impacting and came to realize that a lot of the things that her age group is suffering from are decisions that were made actually even 15 years before she was born. So kind of with that in mind and also realizing that many young people don't seem to have a lot of hope or long-term vision, basically what Campaign 2020 is 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 an effort to facilitate three really important questions out of young people so that we can develop a 15-year youth voice and vision. It's our our best hope of trying to create some kind of long-term vision process and some long-term planning. Uh, so the three questions, basically, that we're asking at, at, at many different gatherings, uh, also where we met, got to meet you, Phil, through the Youth Alliance, and many other gatherings across the state, we're asking them what do you want in the year 2020? What are you willing to do to get it? And who else needs to be involved in that vision or in that solution that you have for the year 2020?
2: Okay, Mr. Rivera. So, what activities are, are you can are you can participate in campaign
5: 2020? Well, we've been able to, been fortunate, we've been able to participate with a lot of very. Um, good youth groups and youth efforts that are out there. Uh, Again, to mention them again, uh, the Youth Alliance, uh, we were able to attend their conference just a couple of weekends ago and were able to facilitate these questions to their youth group. Uh, We're also working with another group here in northern New Mexico known as Enlace, and again, they did a youth conference called the 2020 Youth Conference uh, about a month, month and a half ago in Española, And we're able to facilitate, again, these questions and get this input from over 150 other young people. So up to this point, uh, we hope before October of this year to have over a 1,000 youth voices respond to those three questions that I mentioned. Now, the other thing that we've come to realize is that there is a lot of dynamic and powerful youth voices out there and youth leadership that are ready today, because that's one frustration I have. Everybody always pats youth on the back and, and kind of uh, says, oh, you're the leadership of tomorrow. Well, I, I the youth I've been fortunate to work with are leaders right now in their own communities, have voice, have vision, have incredible ideas about what they want now and what they want in the future and what they're willing to do to get it. Uh, you and the, this uh, uh, youth radio town hall that I know you've been involved with are just parts of, All of these wonderful solutions. So again, I I don't think my generation, this older generation, can wait for tomorrow for you guys to take your place. There's also a lot of bad things happening out there. And not all of it necessarily of their own making. Uh, you know, youth are blamed for DWIs, for alcohol, for uh, guns, for violence, and none of it are actually of their making. I don't know any teenager that that uh, manufactures weapons. I don't know of any teenagers shipping in drugs to put into our barrios, our ghettos and reservations. These are all the makings of adults that we as adults in turn blame young people. And unfortunately, one of the things that many young people are saying that they have to deal with first is a lot of this hurt and injury that's out there. And so within Campaign 2020, one of our big efforts is to create the Turquoise Ribbon Campaign to stop the self-hate. We've got to get young Native people, young Chicanos, stopping uh, the, the internalized violence. You know, West Side Locos enemy is not, you know, the South Side gang. Uh, We're being pitted against each other and pitted within ourselves to be our own worst enemies. And a lot of this is based on a lot of the media, a lot of the violence that media puts out that teaches young people to hate themselves. Uh, Even more so what young women are going through just by watching advertising on TV. There's nothing that they will see that's good enough about themselves unless they buy certain products. Uh the situation that's going on in so many of the broken families that are out there, the the addictions that not of the young people but of the parents. And a lot of this teaches and, and leads a lot of young people to think that it's their fault or they're to blame, that they're not good enough and that how can anyone love them uh, when they're busy being taught how to hate themselves. And so it actually some of that concept comes from a, uh, a rap song that my son plays a lot that says this line, Remember the time we were great before the self-hate. And so a lot of what Campaign 2020 is trying to do with the Turquoise Ribbon Campaign is to teach and share healing techniques. And being from New Mexico, we're very gifted in a lot of traditional ways uh, old ways of curanderos and medicine people and, and healing herbs and traditional healings and ceremony. And one of the most powerful elements that we have here that's a gift to us is turquoise. It, the turquoise is known as the touchstone or the godstone. Many healers use that in ceremony. And so that's why we chose the color turquoise as the color of the ribbon that we uh, use in promoting this turquoise ribbon campaign to stop the self-hate. We are selling ribbons of turquoise for people to wear every Friday and asking them, when people ask you, why are you wearing that, to explain to them that this is part of this larger campaign to end this violence.
2: So where do you see the campaign in year 2020?
5: Well, in the year 2020, I hope by then what we're going to see is uh, a whole youth slate, a statewide slate of young people stepping forward and saying, as a young person with a young voice, uh, I'm going to serve my people. And that serving of people can come in many forms. But now community service has gotten a bad rap. It's got a bad name because young people get sentenced to it. It's the guy in the orange jumpsuit picking up trash along the highway. It's the guys wearing pink hats here in Santa Fe uh, for DWI out there doing that kind of community service. And so we've taken what was an honorable uh, uh, effort, and we've now turned it into a way that we punish young people and, and we've made it punitive and so community service or maybe we need to call it something different maybe we call it civic engagement so that young people come back to an understanding that there's honor and dignity in serving and taking care of one another and so that's that's my best hope that's that's the other thing that we hope campaign 2020 can be an example of in bringing young people back into a sense of service and involvement. Uh, whether that's at a local level, running for office at a state level, uh, uh, getting on the school boards, get, uh, getting elected to their county commissions or, or their tribal councils, or, or maybe running or being selected to be mayor of the SEC. Yes, again.
2: So how can people get involved with Campaign 2020?
5: Well, with Campaign 2020, they can uh, contact us. Uh, uh, they can either write to us at P.O. Box 23960, here in Santa Fe, New Mexico, at eight seven five zero two, They can give us a call at uh, 316-6580, uh, or here in the very near future, once we can get a teenage computer whiz to help us out, we will also have a website for Campaign 2020 that they can contact us.
2: Thank you, Mr. Rivera.
5: Good luck to you, and thank you as well, Phil.
2: Reporting for Youth Radio, I'm Philip Riley.
0: Thank you, Philip, for that informative segment. The number to get in touch with Campaign 2020 again is 505-316-6580. Now back to our music host for more music.
1: Lindsay Lohan, just joking. When I heard local band Holiday Sale was going on a vacation, I cried, I cried and screamed at Sanity's into the air. Luckily, they will return next month for a bevy of Spivy Keen live shows all around the Berkey area. But for now, here is Sitting on My Hands from Holiday Sale. <laughs>
5: At the foot of a great mountain, there was a town where the people known as Happy Folk lived. Their very existence a mystery to the rest of the world, obscured as it was by great clouds. Here they played out their peaceful lives, innocent of the litany of excess and violence that was growing in the world below. To live in harmony with the spirit of the mountain called Monkey was enough.
1: Yes, folks, that was the delightfully creepy Dennis Hopper lending his voice on a track from the cartoon band Gorillaz on the song Fire Coming Out of the Monkey's Head from the band's excellent second album, Demon Days. Now, back to my co host,
0: Avi lucky. Thank you. Okay, next up. Is Youth Radio Zone Lucia Martinez's interview with band members from the group Dismal Intensity, based out of San Tafe.
6: Hi guys, I'm Lucia Martinez with KUNM Youth Radio, and today I'm here with Gabe Ishmael and Keith Shellick, two band members from Dismal Intensity. Hey guys. Hey. Hi. So, what do you guys play in your band? What instruments?
7: Um. I sing and I play guitar sometimes, but I usually don't... I usually put it down, Keith. I play uh, guitar and I do backup vocals.
6: Tell me about your band.
7: um, It started uh, at at Academy for Technology and the Classics, and um, we were outside of a French classroom, and we were singing about um, pizza, and and then we started singing about um, being furtive and sneaking around, and... uh, that kind of developed into a song, and um, from there we, we uh, decided we could probably make money uh, by making a CD and selling it to the younger people at the school. So uh, that's what we started doing.
6: And what are you guys trying to accomplish with your band?
7: Mm, basically just making money, I guess. And making money, um, you know, having big uh, hotel room parties and getting really famous.
6: Why should people be interested in dismal intensity?
7: Um, well, we have uh, we have unique performances. We um, you know we have people uh, we have people eating trout on stage and um, just people dancing with us on stage and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, why else? Um, you know, mostly we want them to be interested so they'll keep buying Buy our albums um, and stuff.
6: Do you have any recent tour dates you'd like to share? Uh,
8: on Thursday, June 29th, we're playing in Canyoncito We're playing with uh, two local bands and a touring band, so that should be pretty pretty cool.
6: Um, and I hear you have a concert at Warehouse Twenty One.
8: Yeah, it's on July second. Uh, it's a pre-warp show, so that should be pretty interesting.
6: Can you tell me a little bit more about that? Like, what bands are? Uh,
8: bands that are playing are Headshot Symphony. They're from Dallas, Texas they're like a post-indie hardcore band, they're they're pretty cool. Uh, they they just got signed to E-World Entertainment, so. and uh, I was playing The Know How, they're like a scab band, they're bringing that sound back, so that's pretty cool as well.
6: It's fun. And can you tell me a little bit more about Warehouse 21?
8: Uh, it's basically a non-profit teen center for uh, you know, teens in Santa Fe. It's... You know, it's a good place to play at. A lot of touring bands play there. Just it's a good environment, good atmosphere.
6: And it's they don't sell alcohol there, right? No, they don't. So anybody under twenty one can just go there. Yeah. Kind of hang out yeah. and be safe. Yeah. Why do you think that's important?
7: Um, I think it's important because, uh, you know, it gives it gives teenagers a place to, kind of have an expressive outlet, and they don't. Um, you know, they're, they're not just going to kind of wander around town and be bored all the time. And uh, it's kind of one of the only places they can go.
6: And so what type of genre or what type of music do you play?
7: Um, as far as genre, uh, we've, we've recorded um, rap songs, uh, metal, emo. Um, let's see, uh, just rock, um, punk rock, techno, you know acoustic ballads.
6: That's awesome. And so, what, who, or what has influenced your band's music?
7: Um, um,
8: our guitar teacher, Mr. Burns, <laughs> he had like the most influence on us. He like
7: was there. He's like he was just our kindred spirit at the moment. So. Uh, him, um, Helen Reddy, uh, White Snake, Poison, um, Dio, Dio. Uh, there's a band called Faceless Sweet Them uh, The Silent Q um, um, that's that's you know Bernard Shaw I don't know if I Beethoven. said that uh, that's, that's probably about it
6: it's a lot yeah <laughs> and um, do you have any music that we can listen to
7: yeah hey man what was
1: All the kids that bought it Cause all the kids wanted to rock Don't wanna be Ostracized by my parents My teachers and
4: peers I'll do anything to get it I'll lie and steal and kill i get it if it takes me years It's awesome, it's awesome It's awesome, it's awesome It's awesome, it's awesome, it's
1: awesome
6: What was that song about?
8: basically
7: just being awesome yeah, it, was, it was designed as um, kind of a, a promotional um, track kind of uh, you know to, to catch the listeners attention so that we could um, kind of suck them in and exploit the audience um, let's see it's yeah it's mostly just about um, how great we are and uh, yeah you know um, about how happy someone would be if they, if they got our album
6: And how many albums do you guys have out?
7: We have three albums. Three, yeah, I think, yeah, three. Um, Permission to Rock, Permission to Soft Rock, and um, another one. Its title is, you know, I can't say it.
6: How long have you guys been a band? Um,
7: about two and a half years, I think. Two Two years. I don't know. I think. I think. Yeah, two years. I actually thought it kind of ended a few times. We've had, we've had about three or four farewell shows, but yeah. somehow it just doesn't, it just never by. ends.
6: And how can people contact you,
8: get um, your music? Go to myspace.com dismalintensity. You can uh, listen to our songs
7: there and find out info, bio, all that stuff. Or you can email um, walkingwiththesun at msn.com.
6: Okay, and do you guys have anything else you want to add?
7: Um. Stay clean.
6: Okay. Thanks, guys. I'm
0: Lucia Martinez with KUNM Youth Radio. That was Lucia Martinez, who interviewed the band Dismal Intensity. They will be playing at Warehouse 21 in Santa Fe on July 2nd at 7 p.m. It's an all-ages show.
1: Wow. I actually really like Dismal Intensity now, Um, and that's not sarcasm. Um, anyway, when I heard about Fiona Apple's new album, and having been a fan of Fiona Apple since her album title, I jumped with joy and anticipation. This next song is off the amazing album Extraordinary Machine. Here is Waltz, Better Than Fine.
0: Are bisexuals just faking it? This is an investigation from Out Loud radio producer Celia Laluz. It
3: was a typical day at Lyric, a community center for queer kids in San Francisco, when my friend Sue began to complain.
8: It pisses me off because now everyone at school thinks they're bi. When I say I'm bi, then everyone is like, oh, you're just trying to be part of the in crowd or whatever. It pisses me off.
3: Obviously, I had to ask why she, a bisexual girl, was complaining.
8: Now everyone just assumes that I'm bullshitting whenever I say I'm bi because everyone's bi
3: these days. Yeah, yeah, As a lesbian, I always found it amusing when my bi friends no, would whine about these other fake bi girls. You know, those girls who would That's pretend right. to like girls in order to be cool sorry, or I do, pick I feel up guys. <laughs> Among most all my friends, there seemed to be this certain oh, Jenna, unsavory image of the these bisexual women, girls. Oh, it was like they were a plague upon the you young gay community, springing out of their closets like a brood of bunny rabbits. Cute, but yeah. annoying.
4: It's become like a joke. It's, it, because it's a trend, it's because it's become just like really not very serious anymore. But then,
3: it's it's after joking lost, for a, a moment, like, I asked them how they can mock <laughs> other yeah, bi people even though they've been accused of putting on an act themselves. Well.
6: Oh, well, actually, there's this.
3: hmm. Okay. I decided to investigate bi-chic, the apparent trendiness of bisexuality among young women. Want to hold the mic? My Definitely. first real interview only reinforced this idea of the stereotypical bi girl. It was the day of the spirit rally, and my friend Kelsey and I were escaping school uh, okay. pride in a nearby park. At the time, Kelsey's hair was apple green, though, when the Sarah's, she likely would have gone through like three different colors. I started out by asking her, do you know any chicks who say they're by just to pick up guys or to be more popular?
6: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I I have seen a lot of girls who're like I'm bi, and then the girl, the boys around them are like that's hot, and then the girls like can I get your number, and the guys like hell yes threesome, and then like the hookup right there, and then that threesome never happens because it's always just the guy and the girl. But nah, eh, mm, yes, I've seen that too much.
3: Well, where?
6: In the media. Oh, it's horrible. In the media. In media and like in real life, like at uh, I'm not even gonna go there.
3: I asked her for more examples from real life, but all I got was this vague story of some girl she knew in summer school. I began to grow suspicious. The media certainly has its share of lesbian and bisexual characters, more often than not poorly portrayed. Most infamous we have Exhibit A, costume. The band consisted of two lesbian girls, who rode the wings of controversy to popularity, only to admit later that it was all an act. Now you even have shows like L Word, with lesbian and bisexual characters portrayed predominantly by straight girls. Homosexuality, especially female homosexuality in a male-dominated media, is nothing more than a cheap trick to win ratings. So I wondered if the media's pandering had any effect on their target audience, straight males. I started talking with an old friend of mine on the football team, Matt Day. Then he asked if his friend Joe could be interviewed, then Charlie, and then Roberto. Soon I was interviewing half of the football team. Charlie Cutler. Joe Cutler. Matthew Day. Oh, Kevin Albano. When I finally found out that Matt had been recruiting all of his friends by asking, Yo, dude, you want to be interviewed about hot lesbian action? I kindly asked him to stop before I had to interview every horny guy on campus. You can get so many boys to talk about Needless to say, I was intimidated. But I soon found at least some of the guys were very insightful. They respected lesbians and bisexuals and understood that, no, unlike the movies and pornography that they know so well, Lesbians aren't just girls who like to play around with other girls until a real man shows up. So even though the jocks can distinguish those fake TV lesbians from real queer girls, I still was not quite convinced that all of these trendy bi girls my friends and I whined about deserved any validation. I mean, everything just seemed too easy for them. Coming out and wearing their sexuality like a new t-shirt while my other gay and lesbian friends had struggled with their identity for years.
4: Desire me in my imperfection. Don't dismiss my sexuality as infection. I'm the instigator, the oracle, a delusion. I feel that people see me upside down, and in their mind... And then I met Emma.
3: I'd met her at one of those queer youth conferences. I'd fallen completely, totally, madly, irrationally, and hopelessly in love with her. But later at the dance that night, she told me she was bi. I managed to hold my tongue before I can ruin everything, but I found her just too insightful to keep my microphone away. It became painfully apparent that she was nothing like those trendy fake bi girls I sought to investigate. No, her understanding and awareness transcended all of that.
4: Like, I don't think you can tell somebody else that they're lying about their own sexuality. Even if they are, that's a really strange thing to say. Like, somebody, they know it better than you do. I would never tell anybody, you're lying, you're not bisexual, you know. So I think it's a really offensive thing to hear.
3: Emma faced a whole different set of challenges foreign to me. Challenges from both the gay and straight community.
4: I think there is a lot of pressure to choose. And a lot of people try to, like, get out of me, well, don't you like girls a little bit better, or guys a little bit better, or there's... Not a lot of comprehension of like liking both. For me, partly what's kind of liberating about being bisexual is being attracted to somebody isn't about whether they're a girl or a guy, it's just about them.
3: The whole time I was interviewing Emma, it was one of those aha moments, like a sustained epiphany. She hit the truce completely. Some people are going to experiment, and you should respect them for what they're going through. Because what they're going through is like what a lesbian or anyone else coming out is going through. I still think those fake bi chicks who emulate all of the hot lesbian action in the media deserve less validation than those who actually are struggling with their identity. But trying to determine who deserves acceptance and who does not can only bring more harm. When it comes down to it, bi-chic brandishes a double-edged sword. It is easier for bisexual people to come out now. It's trendy and it seems almost normal. But beneath it all, especially among others in the queer community, there lingers an underlying layer of suspicion and envy. In a community that thirsts for tolerance, bisexuals seem to have finally attained the liberation we all long for. For Outloud Radio, I'm Celia Lalouse.
0: Outloud Radio is based in Berkeley, California. For more information, visit their website at www.outloudradio.org. Now more music.
1: Rocking gay emo punk band Ex-Boyfriends hail from San Francisco and were even dubbed Spin Magazine's Band of the Day back in February, the same month as their debut full-length album, Dear John, was released. Some post-breakup advice from the band, Don't Get Mad, Get Even, Here's the song Elements of Withdrawal from the rocking band Ex boyfriends
2: You think you're alright? Just went to we're
7: through. I'll eat you a lap a with you. You're calling it evil.
2: This is Fat Phil, and here's what's going on in Albuquerque and Santa Fe. For those who are getting fit this summer, there are Aikido classes being offered at Albuquerque Shin Budu on 3100A San Mateo Northeast. Learn traditional Aikido, Joe, wooden staff, and Bokan, wooden sword forms with introductory class from 530 to 645 p.m. and general classes from 650 to 815 p.m. every Monday and Wednesday. Or for more info, visit www.asbk.org. Aikido is a Japanese martial arts dealing with balance and force. Want to lo- let loose of all your stress? Astrological Meditation Services workshops classes are being offered at Church of Light, 2119 2-1- Gold Southeast. Learn the spiritual lessons written in the Starry Script of the Heavens. For more info, you can contact the Church of Light at 247-1338. On June twenty-sixth, going through June 30th, there is a teens tribal belly dance camp. Learn how to make learn how to belly dance, how to make belts, use tribal makeup, and more and more. For more ages for for ages seven through seventeen from ten AM to two p.m. at Padega Studio on 4817 Central Northeast. To register or for more info, you can contact the director at 217-2873. On June 30th at Warehouse 21, Patrick Byers Smith presents Divola one, da- one Down, Day of the Sick, and The Twilight Showdown. For more info, you can contact Warehouse 21 at 505-989-4423 or visit the website at warehouse- www.warehouse21.org. On July 1st, Matt Smith and Friends presents Get Awesome Fest, the third annual Get Awesome Fest an all-day night free concert sponsored by the City of Santa Fe Teen Night Program in Santa Fe County. Free food, local and touring bands, the venue... Features, The Kid Crash, Picture Plane from Denver, The Catalyst from Virginia, Mass Movement of the Moth from DC, The Coma Recovery, recovery from Albuquerque, Arce Moriera from Mexico, Eliza Lutz, A Company of Heroes from California, Japan Dive from San Diego, Mir Woods from San Diego, and The Cherry Tempo and The Bayonet from Albuquerque. For more info, you can contact Warehouse 21, 505-989-4423. Acoustic guitar and bass both beginner and intermediate. Classes are being offered at Warehouse 21 on, on every Thursday with bass guitar classes starting at 4 p.m. and acoustic guitars class starting at 5 p.m. For more info you can contact or you can call warehouse 21 at 505-989-4423. On July 2nd, Snuffer Productions presents Headshot Symphony, The Know How, Boots to Broadway, The Silent Cue, and Dismasal Intensity. For more, for more info, you can contact Warehouse 21 at 505-989-4423. Free mandala classes are being offered at Los Griegos Library at 1000 Griegos Northwest. Mandalas are ritualistic geometric designs, symbolic of the universe, used in Hinduism and Buddhism as an aid to meditations. Classes begin on June 28th from 2 to 4 p.m. For more info, you can For more info or register, you can call the library at 761-4020. Calling all Feast Beast. On June 29th, Santa Clara and Santa Domingo are having their feasts. Enjoy traditional dances and Pueblo throws. For more info, you can contact the Indian, Pueblo, Indian Pueblo, Pueblo Culture Center at 505-843-7270. The Launchpad is hosting an all-ages event featuring Bane, Modern Life is War, This is Hell, and Outbreak at 7 p.m. on June 26th. For more info, visit www.launchpadrocks.com. Coral Reef On June 27th, Coral Reef Adventure follows the real-life expedition of ocean explorers and underwater filmmakers Howard and Michelle Hall. The halls guide us to the islands and sun-drenched waters of the South Pacific to document in the biggest and best film format that exists the health and the beauty of coral reefs. On the giant screen, you'll feel like you're diving and exploring right alongside them. To see Coral Reef Adventures, visit the Dinah Theater at New Mexico Museum of Natural History and Science. The show is every hour, every day from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. For more information, you can contact or you can contact the, the museum at 841-2802. This concludes a youth radio calendar for this week. I'm Fat Phil. Good night and good luck.
1: Thank you for tuning in to the show tonight. Our calendar host was Phil Riley. Our
0: music host was Jaren Kai.
1: Our producer was the ever fabulous Michael Harley.
0: Our engineer was Tracy Tram.
1: Our adult co conspirators were Mercedes Miejo and Steve Emmons.
0: And our producer was Michael, Michael Harley.
1: The turquoise ribbon interview was by Philip Riley, and Lucia Martinez interviewed the band Disable Intensity.
0: Other members of Views Radio are Diana Barron-Moore, Paolo Castillo, Marsh Chalon, Kyle Ferris, Mina Lee, and Shantanay Tuck. We want to wish Mina Lee a happy birthday coming up on this Wednesday. And also,
1: a happy quinceanera to Paolo Castillo.
0: I'm your host, Avika Lucky. Check out some of our best stuff and music playlists on the web at www.kunm.org. Youth Radio, and I'm Jaron
1: Kai. Tune in next week for another episode of the Epic Youth Radio.
0: Next up is spoken word.